Sometimes, to make progress, you have to give up on your deadline and throw away that stopwatch. Welcome to On My Walk, the reading podcast that helps you capture reading's aha moments and apply them to your life and leadership. Today, I want to talk about a stadium, a book, and you. Now, let me start with a book because that's where my aha moment originated. The book is The Quest for Cosmic Justice by Thomas Sowell. Dr. Sowell is an esteemed economist and senior fellow at Stanford's Hoover Institution. And this week at On My Walk, we're going to spend a lot of time talking about this amazing work. Well, here's the thesis of the book, and I'm quoting this from the very first page. Sowell writes, General principles such as justice or equality are often passionately invoked in the course of arguing about the issues of the day, but such terms usually go undefined and unexamined. Often, much more could be gained by scrutinizing what we ourselves mean by such notions than by trying to convince or overwhelm others. If we understood what we were really saying, in many cases, we might not say it, or if we did, we might have a better chance of making our reasons understood by those who disagree with us. It is a great point, and we are going to look at what he has to say. But even before I was two pages into this book, I had one of those aha moments, and it had to do with how long it took for the book to come to fruition. Listen to this clip and pay very close attention to the dates he emphasizes. That makes it all the more important that at some point we step back and examine what it all means underneath the froth or glitter. This book is an attempt to do that. The ideas discussed here took shape over a long period of time. The title essay evolved out of a paper I gave in St. Gallen, Switzerland in 1982 on trade-offs and social justice. By 1984, it was recast and elaborated at great length in another paper called Social Justice Reconsidered, which was circulated to various people around the country, including Milton Friedman and Manker Olson. Professor Friedman's typically incisive criticisms were followed by the opinion that it is well worth the effort required to put it in shape. Professor Olson's comments were likewise critical and perhaps not quite as encouraging. I, too, understood the difficulties of that draft, which was academic and radically different in form from what appears in this book. Over the years, social justice reconsidered evolved into the quest for cosmic justice, completely recast yet again, but still not finished a decade later. Nor was it certain that it ever would be finished, given the various other projects I was involved in. However, in the spring of 1996, some particularly sophomoric remarks by one of my Stanford colleagues not only provoked my anger, but also convinced me that there was a real need to untangle the kind of confusions that could lead any sensible adult to say the things he had said, and which all too many other people were saying. I went home and immediately resumed work on the essay on cosmic justice, writing it now for the general public rather than for an academic audience. By the autumn of 1996, the new version was completed, and I presented The Quest for Cosmic Justice as a lecture in New Zealand. Did you catch those dates? I mean, what began in 1982 was refined and not completed until 1996, 
And the book wasn't even published until 1999. And as he notes a little bit later on, the other essays in this book, and there are three others, also evolved, quote, over a period of years, close quote. And these words of Thomas Sowell resonated with my soul. What he began, he didn't finish in five years, not even in 10 years, nor was it certain that he would ever finish it given the various projects in which he was engaged. I think we all live there, don't we? Great ideas, big plans started, but often very difficult to finish. And perhaps because we don't finish the project when we think we should, i.e. it doesn't happen at the speed we think it should, we can give up. Well, learning from Seoul, perhaps a better response is to revise the deadline and throw away the stopwatch. Now, I'm not advocating procrastination here. We all know how easy it is to give in to procrastination. No, I'm advocating learning from Seoul and taking the approach that says, hey, that it's not done in a year or five or 10 or even 15 doesn't mean that it won't one day be accomplished. The bigger thing is doing what he did and getting back after it. Now, I said this episode is about a book and a stadium and you. Here's the part about the stadium. Today at Lancaster Bible College and Capital Seminary and Graduate School, we're, we're breaking ground on the Willis and Martha Herr Stadium. Now, this project, like most projects of its nature, has a long history. Lancaster Bible College began in 1933, the heart of the Great Depression, probably the worst year of the Great Depression, and it has grown significantly from our humble beginnings. Now, the land on which the college sits was donated in 1957, and as would be expected, buildings have been added over the years, and today the campus comprises some 120 acres and a lot of beautiful facilities. Well, in 2018, we completed the Donald H. Funk Field, a beautiful turf field where so much of our athletic competition occurs. But our field lacked the stadium to surround it, and today we break ground on that stadium. Now, we thought the stadium would have already happened by now, but it didn't. But we didn't give up. We threw away the stopwatch, we revised our deadline, and praise God, here we are. There is a great principle from Proverbs 13:11. The proverb says, "He who gathers his money little by little makes it grow." And life is a little by little enterprise. Education is a little by little enterprise. Child rearing is a little by little enterprise. I love working with cars. Such efforts are definitely a little by little enterprise. I love the words of Charles Spurgeon. He said, by perseverance, the snail reached the ark. And I suspect Sol felt like that snail as he worked on the quest for cosmic justice. But he finally reached the ark. And as you're going to see, and as I share more from this book this week, you're going to be very glad that he decided to go back to his desk and continue his march to the metaphorical ark. This work is exceptional, and though he began it in 1982 and finished in 1996 and added some others and finally published it, 
1999, it is incredibly apropos to where we are in 2021. Issues of justice, equality, and equity rule the day. However, the importance of what we mean by those words and what is behind them must, must, must be clarified. And Soul is going to help us to see that. All right. I said this episode was about a book, a stadium, and you. Soul threw away his stopwatch. He revised his deadline. And now we have the book. And LBC threw away the stopwatch. We revised the deadline. And now we're breaking ground on that stadium. Hey, when it comes to you, where do you need to throw away your stopwatch? Revise your deadline. Dig in again and take another step toward that arc. Worthwhile ventures, they take time. I mean, often lots of time. Don't give up because you didn't hit the deadline. Do what Soul did. Get back to that book. Get back to that painting. Get back to that child. Get back to that dream. It may take years, but it'll be worth it and others will be served. And that's my thought on my walk with Thomas Sowell and his powerful book, The Quest for Cosmic Justice. Now the question is, what will you do with that thought on your walk through life today? <music>